There's a pony in the coal shed by Elena Ashley. Every day, about the same time, Rosie Halton would ask her parents the same question. Please, Mummy, please, may I have a pony? Please, Daddy, please, may I have a pony? And every day, at about the same time, her parents would give her the same reply. No, Rosie, don't be silly. Where on earth would we find a pony? So Rosie would run upstairs to her little attic bedroom, the one with the pink wallpaper and the dancing horse frieze, and drag out all her books, especially the ones called How to Look After a Pony and Where to Find a Pony. She would study them with fierce determination. Often, a tear would leak out of one eye and land on the page with a big plop. It seemed to Rosie that her books were stiff with dried tears. Then one day, one amazing day, something happened. Rosie had been resting her head on her hands and staring out of the window at the driving heavy rain when she noticed a kaleidoscope of colour moving at the end of the street. As it came closer, she saw people and animals and wagons. It was the circus leaving town. Rosie clapped her hands and wiggled with excitement. It was such a sight to behold. The lions, angry at the miserable weather, were rattling their cages and upsetting the elephants, who trumpeted like an angry orchestra. The bad-tempered acrobats were running up and down and shouting instructions. The clowns sat in a huddle in an open-top car, while their makeup and smiles slid down their faces. As the procession reached Rose's house, the monkeys burst out of their cages and ran up the trouser legs of the men on stilts, leaping off their shoulders and into the trees and screeching like naughty children. Rosie laughed and laughed, and then suddenly they were gone. The colour and noise was just a speck on the hillside, and the road was empty. Rosie sighed heavily and settled down to just staring out of the window again. But then... Her mouth dropped open and her eyes grew wide as dinner plates. There was a pony standing at Rose's front gate. It had run away from the circus. Rosie bounded down the stairs two at a time, grabbing an apple on the way and arrived breathlessly at the gate. Come on, pony, she whispered. Follow my apple. So the pony followed the sweet-smelling apple across her dad's lawn, around the house and into the coal shed, out of the rain. Hmm, said Rosie, eyeing the pony up and down with an expert eye. From a hook on the garage, she took her baby brother's safety harness, the blue one with the row of yellow ducks on the breastplate, and arranged it around the pony's head. The yellow ducks stood in a straight line across the pony's brow, and looked very becoming. Next, she fetched the multicoloured rug from her bed, the one that her auntie Sandra had knitted her when she was recovering from influenza, and folded it in half. She threw it over the pony's back. It reached the floor on both sides, so Rosie pulled the red velvet ribbon from her own hair and fastened the rug around the front with a big floppy bow. The pony felt majestic. I cannot keep calling you pony... Now that we are friends, said Rosie, mm, let me see. 
She rubbed her chin. I know. You live in a coal shed, so I shall call you Dusty. The pony tossed her fine head with pleasure. That evening, Rosie confessed to her mother. Mum, there's a pony in the coal shed. Yes, yes, dear, her mother replied dreamily. Anything you say. Then she told her father. Dad, I've got a pony in the coal shed. Very nice, dear, he replied without looking up from his newspaper. So every day, Rosie would take her mother's best hairbrush and brush Dusty's long mane and tail. And then she would put on the yellow duck bridle and take Dusty to the park. Rosie would run alongside Dusty, for she could not ride yet, and they would kick up their heels and shake their heads. Afterwards, Rosie would flop down on the ground with exhaustion, and Dusty would graze the short sweet grass around her. At the end of each day, Rosie would gather fallen apples from the tree and dig carrots from the garden and place them lovingly in the shed. Rosie and Dusty were very happy. Rosie's mum and dad were very happy. Rosie seems to have found herself a new playmate, declared mother. She seems very content these days. One day, the sun went down behind the hill earlier than usual and a chill crept across town that made people shiver and reach for their coats. I will go and fetch some coal to light a fire, announced her father, from the coal shed. Rosie sat straight and still on the kitchen chair, dug her fingers into her thighs and waited. Two minutes later, her father stood in the doorway with a white face and an empty bucket. There's a pony in the coal shed, he said with disbelief. Oh, come now, said her mother. Give me the bucket. And off she went. Two minutes later, her mother stood in the doorway with a white face and an empty bucket. There's a, there's a pony in the coal shed, she said. And it was wearing Auntie Sandra's rug. The family gathered in the shed and Rosie did her best to explain what had happened. Dusty stood very straight and very still and put on her most appealing face. Well, her father began, you will have to walk her in the park every day. I promise, said Rosie. You will have to collect her windfallen apples and dig up carrots from the garden, said her mother. I will, I will. And if the circus comes back to town to look for her, we will have to give her back. Yes, I will, Rosie agreed. Then I guess Dusty can stay. Rosie shrieked with happiness and Dusty tossed her fine head and wickered softly. And that, my children, is what I call a happy ending. I hoped you liked that story. Wasn't it wonderful that Rosie finally got what she dreamed of? You've been leaving some wonderful reviews. And this one says, My four-year-old son Henry and I look forward to our nighttime routine which includes cuddles and a story. Okay, two. Okay, no more than three. Henry is especially fond of Buffy Bunny's adventures. And not right now, Emily. Thank you for the stories. 
We love them. Katie from Canada. And this one says, thank you for the stories. Hi, my daughter is Ava, four years old. And every night when we put her to bed, she always asks to listen to her special bedtime stories. It's such a lovely routine. And she simply adores the stories. Thank you and keep up the great storytelling. Ava from Picton, New South Wales, Australia. And this one says, awesome source. I love this podcast. Great for sleep times and car rides. Pretty sure that I won't be unsubscribing for a while. My wife, daughters and I have a defined bedtime routine that involves a lot of one-on-one reading time for my two girls. When I saw the description for the Storytime podcast, I thought, nah, I do the reading in my house. But Storytime surprised me, and my girls love it. As a dad, always looking for age-appropriate content, I very much appreciate that each story provides a suggested age range for listeners. And this one says, amazing stories. This is amazing. I love these stories. They are great. Heart, heart. I love them so much. And this one says, wonderful stories, perfectly executed. Leland 4 and Axel 1.5. Love your stories. We've tried a few different story podcasts and find yours to be the most interesting, diverse, and well-read. We listen to them every night at bedtime, and often during the day. Our favourite stories so far are Follow the Wind, and Chester, and the Travelling Toilet. Thank you for creating this wonderful podcast. And this one says, Love it! This podcast is amazing. The voices are perfect. Me and my sister especially enjoyed the Buffy Bunny stories. And this one says perfect bedtime listening. We love these stories. We always read a book or two before bed. And then we turn the lights out and listen to this podcast. It means that the kids, aged two and four, can settle down whilst listening to another engaging story. We listen every night. Thank you. And this one says thank you story time. Story time, I love your podcasts. My favourite podcast episode is Flamingo Pink, Flamingo Blue. Love Mackenzie, age five, from Australia. And this one says my daughter loves it. Every time I bring my six-year-old daughter to school, she asks for story time and peace out. She enjoys them so much, she said I should support the podcast. So now I'm a Patreon. Good work, Rob and company. If you ever read this on the podcast, please give a shout out to my daughter, Madison Cadence. It'll make her day. Thanks. And this one says, I love your podcast. Kiora, I love your podcast. The Hero of the Mountain is my favourite story. Thank you for making it. Arlo, four and a half, New Zealand. And this one says, Hi, I'm Isabella. I'm ten years old. And I listen to this podcast every night before bed. Please make more episodes. And there's a train. Go away, train.